more music. Generally, because I'm more music. You. What's up, boys? Thirty minutes about nothing. I think episode fifteen. Who knows? But we here. We got the players this week. Goddamn, let's go. I'm fired up. Hole 17, Island Green. Yee! it's week 15 or 16 i don't know i don't even know anymore i'm just here 30 minutes about nothing the weeks don't matter because it's 30 minutes about nothing nothing matters just like gavin newsom doesn't matter fuck him um but i signed the petition to get him recalled but i actually just opened up twitter and saw that i guess he delivered a i don't know an address today from Dodger Stadium. So looks like Dodger says, we welcome Gavin Newsom tonight uh, for the state of the state and help play our part in helping California get through the pandemic. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm ready to rock and roll and get out of this pandemic just as much as everyone else. Uh, Looks like three hours ago, I kind of wanted to read you what he said and then just go through some of the comments here because I think they're pretty funny. So, uh, Gavin Newsom, three hours ago at 6.18 p.m. Um, right now is recording. It's 10.15 p.m. on Tuesday night. 54,395 Californians we mourn with broken hearts lost to COVID-19. Almost the exact number of seats, empty seats at Dodger Stadium. 54,395 Californians who will never be forgotten by family and friends. And the healthcare workers who bore witness to unimaginable tragedy. Tragedy. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, I guess that's like a symbol that he decided to give the state of the state address at Dodger Stadium. So let's just scroll down here and see what the comments are. Um, first comment: How many that passed away did because of poverty because they didn't have access to adequate shelter or health care during the pandemic? And it's a video of literally um, countless homeless encampments. Um, I'm sure in LA, uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the videos online of what Venice Beach looks like, but it is not great. Um, literally, just tents of homeless encampments. Literally, like it literally looks like it's small town um there next is this is on his personal twitter so like these are all just comments that are being uh (laughs) king's paper at at king's paper quest how does satan's cock taste (laughs) oh man let's see here um thanks yeah whatever Nothing like comparing deaths to Dodger fans. Smooth at not Betty White. Love that. Um, 
yeah, I basically just decided to open up Twitter and see what was trending, and that was. So, uh, New Scum can fuck right off and keep doing the shitty job he's doing. So, um, hopefully everyone had a good week. I know I had a great weekend, and yeah, I'm just ready to get into the players' tournament. I'm ready to, you know, we could recap last week, (laughs) Bryson, just all the memes of trying to go over the water on the par five, uh, the change of like the PGA Tour logo to him just raising his hands. Like, I mean, it's great for golf. My opinion is that it gets more casual fans into wanting to see the Bryson show. I mean, it's captivating. It, he's polarizing. Some people hate him. Some people love him. I'm on the. I'm on Team Bryson. I love the guy. It's captivating to watch. It gets it. In reality, it gets the people going, baby. Uh, figuring out which path Bryson's going to take to either birdie a hole or bogey or double bogey a hole. Um, is an experience in itself. It is the roller coaster ride that you you go through while watching Bryson, and it's a must see TV. I mean, he can drive it 385 yards, you know, cutting the corner, and then be 50 yards out and chip up short. Like he, he pulls a he pulls what I would pull. I'd I bomb a drive down the middle, and then I get so close to the green that I just duff a chip. And then have to chip up and try and save par. It's it's hilarious where Lee Westwood was literally 137 yards behind him. And they end up in the same spot on that hole. So just comedy to watch. And um, like I said, it's just awesome to see just different people's opinions on it. It's, it's good for the game of golf. So... Um, we'll talk about him later on this week at the players. Um, but it was something cool that I did today. Um, I don't know why, but I really like pickled onions. So I decided to make some pickled onions and I want to share with you the recipe because I didn't realize how easy it was. So basically you just get a red onion and get a jar. Um, Haley's mom, when we went up to go visit this last weekend, she gave me a jar, like one of those ball jars or whatever it is, um, or a glass jar. And you basically just cut up a red onion, stuff all those thin slices in there, and then you put in a pot about a half cup of apple cider vinegar, or I used white vinegar, and you use two tablespoons of sugar. Uh, a teaspoon of salt or a teaspoon and a half of salt and then you could throw in like a couple peppercorns or you know full cloves of pepper or whatever they're called I don't know but you do that and then you bring that to like a boil and or a simmer and then you just pour that into the jar with the onions and then 30 minutes later you got pickled onions for two weeks in the jar in your refrigerator that you can put on literally anything so i'm super jazzed about that they taste amazing so i didn't realize how easy they were and i feel like that is going to be a typical uh thing in my refrigerator from now on so super super cool super jazzed about that 
Um, obviously, I've got my four roses with me tonight. I need to get them as a sponsor. I need to get some whiskey person as a as a uh, as a sponsor. You know, like a Tuesday whiskey. Just I don't know. Just start giving me free shit. Come on, I'm working hard over here. So let's get into the players tournament this week, 2021. Obviously, um, 2020 players was canceled. It was the first tournament that was canceled due to COVID. They did get through one round um, and then they had to call it. So uh, we do have some of the debutantes that were supposed to make their debut last year, um, you know, such as the Young Guns. We could go through and uh, and check out their round one scores of what would have been, you know, their debut. And then, um, yeah, so why don't we just uh, get into the details here? So the top golfers in the world arrive in Ponte Verde, Florida for the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Um, obviously one of the most iconic courses on tour. So this tournament has a total purse of $11 million, $11 million. Every golfer wants to come here and try and earn a healthy paycheck and test their skills on a difficult course. This tournament is so awesome to watch because literally any type of golfer can win here. There is no quote unquote type um, that consistently does well here as in like bombers or short hitters or, you know, stuff like that. But that also means it's very difficult to predict for fantasy purposes because you really don't have some type of crutch to lean on as far as like, oh, you know, bombers usually do well here. Uh, people that hit uh, long irons normally well, you know, anyone can win here um, because there are so many hazards and so many blow up opportunities on this course that everyone can fall victim to at some point during the week. The tournament moved from May to March a couple years ago. So here are some of the differences as the course compared um, now to May. The biggest differences are probably the greens, the rough, and the wind change. So the greens are overseeded with poa and bent grass this time of the year, which could lead them to being more soft and more receptive. This should lead to better scoring conditions than when they have played in May, and that's just kind of weather permitting. Phil Mickelson a couple years ago mentioned that the rough is not as long as they've seen it in May, which could lead to more inaccurate, longer drivers of the golf ball having a better chance to succeed. Um, that's just was his opinion. It hasn't came to fruition. Um, just something to note there that the rough is a little bit shorter than in May. Um, the prevailing winds at Sawgrass differ from March to May. The biggest issue when it comes to golfers as, is basically the wind change on 17 and 18. With the prevailing winds now north to northeast, it will make the final two holes dramatically more difficult. If the wind blows hard, golfers will no longer be hitting a wedge into the 17th hole and will likely be pulling out driver on 18 instead of a hybrid or iron. So Tiger said that he's hit—he's had to hit six iron into 17 before uh, in early spring conditions rather than the typical wedge into the island green in May. So longer 17th hole possibly. 
All right, so TPC Sawgrass is a peat dye design. 72 par course that plays around 7,200 yards. It's got four par threes, four par fives. Three of the par fives are reachable by most, and the par five ninth can only be reached by two uh, in two by the longest of hitters. There were a few changes to the course three years ago. The bunkers were redone. Another water hazard was added as if it needed. Um, and the 12th hole added a new tee box to make it a drivable par four. And most importantly, many of the green complex were redone. Off the tee, golfers will face narrow tree-lined fairways with bunker and water in play on almost all of the tee shots. There is a lot of water on the course. This course has over 24 acres of water. And like most peat dye designs, there are many different type of dog legs on each of the holes. Uh, there will lead, <clears throat> this will lead players hitting less than driver on many of the holes played. The fairways have a lot of mounds and undulation and can be very firm if the course is dry. Missing in the rough on the right side can make the golfer's approach shots even more difficult because of the stadium mounds. Everyone thinks that TPC Sawgrass is a stadium course because of the seating and atmosphere on the three last holes. While that's true, Pete Dye also created stadium mounds on a lot of the holes fans, uh, so fans can get a better view of golf shots and place them on the right side so that they can also see the golfers' faces. If golfers miss on the right to their tee shot, they'll be facing a baseball-type swing on their approach shots. And since a lot of the water is on the left side of the green, it makes these baseball-type swings even more nerve-wracking since the ball will be hitting on a draw-hook lie. On approach shots, golfers will be seeing very small greens surrounding bunkers, and most of the greens, again, have a lot of water that will be surrounding them as well. The greens themselves are multi-tiered and have tricky undulations, which is very typical to peat dye design. Since 1992, there has been more three putts on this course than any other non-major course on tour. So anything that's not played at a major, this is the most three putts out of any course on tour. The course uses Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass overseeded greens, which are fast and a stint meter of 12 and a half and above. The outcome of the tournament will come down to the final three-hole stretch, which is nerve-wracking but can be played under par if golfers can get over the intimidation factor. Hole 16 is a reachable par 5 with a lot of trouble around the greens. Anything from a 3 to an 8 is definitely in play here. Then golfers move to the iconic Island Green at 17, which is re which in reality is really not the horror. It's not hard. Uh, it's really that not that bad. Um, but it is, it just comes with the intimidation factor. So it's normally played as one of the six easiest holes on the course, but come Sunday, like, boy, you, you probably sweating in your boots if you're in contention. The 18th hole is a visual and physical test for all golfers. It's it's hard. It's a long par four with water down the entire left side. And since 2003, the 18th hole has played than more has played more than 1900 strokes over par. 
So this tournament can definitely be won or lost on the final three holes. Little breakdown, bam, bam. All right. Let's get into the nine golfers I'm looking at rostering this week. Starting with Justin Thomas at $9,900. JT, it's just been a bumpy ride for JT lately, both on the course, off the course. Um, you know, with the death of the, with the death of this, it, uh, man, four roses, baby. So with the death of his grandpa, uh, clearly took a toll on JT. Obviously, you know, being a family friend of Tiger's, the Tiger news just didn't do him well either. And it just kind of transcended into his golf game. So I think he's taking some time off to collect himself and just reset. I think it's just a great thing for him to do. Just collect his thoughts and kind of just hit that reset button. It is positive news, and, and it was good to see that he had a 15th place at the WGC a couple weeks ago. And just like, I feel like he's just getting disrespected with both DraftKings and the betting market. So DraftKings is hanging a sub 10K price tag on JT. You got to be some type of stupid not to just lock him into your lineups. JT's a winner. He wins events. He's always on top of the leaderboard. And the betting market, disrespectful, 20 to 1 odds. That's where I'm going to be putting my money this week. I think JT gets it done. That's what I said. JT going to get it done for his gramps. He's going to have an emotional player's win for his grandpa. I'll have JT locked into all three of my lineups as I am that confident he lifts the trophy on Sunday. The one thing I will be paying attention to on Thursday is his off the tee game. The driver has been the bugaboo for JT lately. Not been driving the ball great. Uh, but if he is driving into the fairways, you are about to get front row streets to the stripe show, baby. <sighs> Just, man, if he's in the short stuff, he's going to give himself looks, and I think he's going to get it done. I'm pretty confident JT's hoisting that trophy come Sunday. So, next guy, Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson, $9,500. 16th in 2017th, first place 2018, 16th 2019. Do I need to say more? Webb loves TPC Sawgrass and is coming in great form with a 6th place finish at the WGC. He's 10th in this field and birdies are better. Webb prints DK points. Full clarity this week. I'm starting my three lineups with JT and Webb. I think it's a great one-two punch combo having both JT and Webb, two guys that can really win this golf tournament, and two guys that are sub 10K. I think the pricing is really, really soft this week. You don't need to go above 10K unless you really want to use J or DJ, Rom, Xander, or Rory. If you guys like any of those guys, I think Justin Thomas and Webb Simpson have just the amount of win opportunity as those guys. So I'm going with them. Webb, great putter, great short game. Um, let's pull up some of his stats here. So, Webb Simpson right now currently 20th in this field around the green, 31st in scoring opportunities inside 12 feet, 10th in birdie or better, 
54th in par 5 DK scoring. So really like him here, and uh, he's live to win. So, But JT's going to get it done. Next guy. Here we go. Scotty Scheffler. Big on Scotty Scheffler this week. $8,900. Um, actually, just right before I started recording, I took Victor Hovland, who is $9,300, out of my lineup, and I replaced him with Scotty Scheffler. So I have Scotty Scheffler in two of my three. I was only going to have him in one of my three, but <clears throat> I think Scotty gets it done. Um, and and <clears throat> I'm going to say Scotty beats Hovland this week. Um, I know it hasn't been like that in the past, but I think Scotty gets it done. I think Scotty will actually beat both Hovland and Morikawa. So I don't know if there's a bet on that, but that's just what I'm thinking. He's taken some time off since his T5 at the WGC a couple weeks ago. A premier around the green player and someone who can stick it close and make birdies and bunches. He ranks 11th in this field in scoring opportunities within 12 feet. And let's see what else we got. Ranks ninth in and around the green, 45th in par 5 DK scoring, and 44th in birdies are better. This is his debut. So he was supposed to make his debut. It's his first time playing a full event here. Uh, last year, we can only really go by what the first round scores are. Um, Scotty Scheffler shot four under par last year in round one before it was canceled. He had six birdies on the card and two bogeys. Um, like I said, I think he beats both Hovland and Morikawa this week. Um, and it's just a gut feeling. I don't know. Hovland and Morikawa both shot four under same score as Scotty Scheffler in round one last year before it was canceled. Victor Hovland had one eagle, five birdies, and three bogeys, so it's kind of a toss-up. And Morikawa had five birdies and one bogey. So all three are really great plays. All three are going to be very popular, and I'm just going to lay my sword and die on it with Scotty Scheffler. So like the guy, $8,900, you're getting a discount. I think he has just as much upside as them. Next guy, I mean, come on now. It's going to be Max Homa, $7,600. Team Homa again this week. I can't quit that guy. It is something to note that this will be his eighth week in a row playing, and the fatigue factor is something that is slightly concerning. But come on. Since I called the win at the Genesis, he hasn't lost a step. He finished 22nd at the WGC, rode a hot putter last week to a top 10 at the API, He's making his debut here at Sawgrass 2, which might keep some people iffy to lock Homa into their lineup, but the man knows how to play hard courses. I think his positive attitude and course management skills will play another key part this week as there are a lot of water to navigate. I just don't see this Homa train slowing down anytime soon as he looks to finish strong before taking some time off after another solid performance this week. I think next week... Uh, in the last interview I think I listened to, he said that this was going to be his last tournament before he was going to take some time. Um, so I think he wants to finish. Like I said, $11 million purse on the line. I got to figure out how much first takes. But, boy, a top 10 is going to pay well. So really like Max Homa this week. He will be in two of my three lineups. Team Homa. Can't knock the guy. 
Next guy, Will Zalatoris, $7,600. Willie Z is just on a terror. I mean, this this blonde, like, he reminds me of Chet. Like, I don't know why, but if you guys know Chet Tansman, I mean, I don't know why. He's just blonde, and that's pretty much it. I don't know. But let's just go over what Willie Z has been doing. So I'm um, pulling it up here on DraftKings. Let's see. All right, so Will Zalatoris, 10th at the API, 22nd on the WGC, 15th at the Genesis, 55th eh, at the AT&T, 17th at the Waste Management, 7th at the Farmer's Insurance. Like, he is incredible this year. He's played in 28 events. He's made 27 cuts. So he's 27 through 28 in cuts. He has 15 top 10s. Out of the 27 cuts he's made, 15 of them are top 10s. It's unbelievable what this little kid is doing. And he's not little. I mean, he's young, but um, it's incredible. So, again, he's young. He's a debut. Uh, It's... It hasn't stopped him before. I mean, he's pretty much been a debut in every single golf tournament that he has, and he's top 10. So, um, really liking Will Zalatoris. He is 11th in par 5 DK scoring, 24th in birdies or better, 12th in ball striking. And, I mean, he just seems to always be hanging around the top of the leaderboard. So, um, really liking his play right now. And, at the same price as Max Homa, um, it is hard to differentiate the two because they are both having such a great season. Um, so I'll have I'll have Willie Z in one of my three lineups. Get back to the sheet sheet. Next guy, Abraham Answer, seventy five hundred dollars. Abe Answer came in twelfth here last year in his debut. He is coming off of an. 18th at the WGC so he's riding into uh, the players in some hot form Um, really liking the way that he's striking the golf ball he is a straight hitter find the fairways find the green he does have uh, a good short game last year not a great look coming out Um, he did shoot two over on uh, on day one of the 2020 uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't, not really putting too much into that since a lot of players thought that it was going to get canceled anyway. Um, he did have three birdies, one bogey, and two doubles. So probably found the water. It can happen to anyone out here. He will be in one of my three lineups. So do like Abe. I do think he's going to be popular. Um, but let him, let him ride. Christian Bezadenhut is going to be my next guy here at $7,100. He just placed seventh last year, last week at a tough test at the API. Um, really great, really great short game player. Like he gained around the greens. Uh, he is from South Africa, so he doesn't have too much stats. Um, but last year, uh, in, his, in his one round, he went bogey-free, seven birdies. He shot seven under. Um, last year in his first round, um, just obviously found something in Florida. Um, like I said, he, he did very well last week placing seventh. So, um, could just be, you know, an area thing He plays a lot in Europe and, uh, funny thing. I mean, you've probably heard it on the broadcast, but, uh, 
when he was like in you know, three or something like that, he drank rat poison and has a stuttering problem. Um, and he could have passed away, but man, this, this guy's story is pretty crazy and you'll probably hear it on the broadcast if he does well. Uh, but yeah, super sweet and really like Christian Bezadenhut this week. Let's just kind of pull up his stats if I got it. Like I said, around the green game is incredible, and that's what's going to be needed here if players aren't going to be missing the greens uh, because they are so small. Uh, you are going to have to save your pars a lot here. Um, he is 11th in this field in around the green and 60th in birdies are better. So uh, just at $7,100, I think we just need a guy to make a cut with upside. He's that guy. Last two guys, um, and then we'll get into a couple of the other plays that I really wanted to highlight. Uh, Bian Hanan. So my boy Bian Hanan, $7,000. Benny on is someone who I always like to target in the low 7K range on weeks that reward solid approach play. He ranks 35th in this field in approach, which has helped him in the past here. 30th place finish in 2018 and 26th in 2019. So can we get a top 25 this week as he consistently improves? I think so. He ranks second in this field and around the green play. So I really like that if Benny finds himself in trouble this week. The one kryptonite to Benny's game is god-awful putting. However, it seems like he's actually doing above average than he's been in the past. So, like, he might have found something, he might have not. I don't know. You can really look at that as, one, he's doing better than he previously had. Then he has to regress and go back to his shitty putting ways. Or did he become a better putter? Who knows? Hopefully it continues this week because really like Benny, he'll be in two of my three lineups. Last guy, $6,600, Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes is a cut maker. I'm looking for a cut maker with some upside in this in the 6K range. It's going to be a huge part to the success this week. I am going to lean on my main man, Mac Hughes, who in his player's debut in 2017 finished 16th and made the cut in the, as well in 2018. So he's two for two here at Sawgrass, which is impressive for any golfer. If you're not familiar with who Mac Hughes is, he's a Canadian who is one of those guys who consistently makes 40-foot putts. I don't know how he does it, but it seems like he rolls them in with consistency and ease. And by doing that, he finds himself ranked 36 in this field and birdies are better. We're looking for those scoring opportunities. We're looking for them DraftKings points. And at $6,600, his other stats on paper are little to be desired, but like I said before, I don't know how this man finds himself on top of leaderboards. It just happens. He's shown flashes last year during the Florida swing, and also, like I said, within his impressive 16th place finish here back in 2017, the man just needs to make a cut, give us an opportunity for some legs on the weekend. If Hughes one-ups himself and comes in in the top 15 this week, I'll sing O Canada on the next podcast next week oh canada i'm gonna sing for matthews here we go matthews all right next guy that's the last guy so i do want to bring up bryson um at 9700 hours bryson seems like 
they didn't consider his win last week. Um, the pricing came up before he won. So he is a little bit underpriced. Uh, he has had some success here lately. Um, let's go into, where's Bryson? Yeah, all right, here we go. So Bryson had a 20, 20th in 2019 and a 37th in 2018. So um, consistently gotten better. Really like to see. I do think he comes in the top 10 this week. Um, I don't know if he'll go back to back and, and win. It's just very hard. But 10th in par 5 scoring, 7th in birdies are better. He's just he's a DraftKings scorer. Like he'll he'll have maybe twenty three birdies and fifteen I don't know fifteen bogeys. Who knows? But he's gonna get you DraftKings points. I like Bryson. I'm gonna have him in one of my lineups. And then my boy, sixty three hundred dollars. We have CT Pan. CT Pan is kind of just like that short knocker that you know if he keeps it straight and finds greens and makes putts. Like sixty three hundred dollars. All I need the man to do is make the cut. Like he's made the cut both times here. He had a 46th in 20, uh, 2018, and then he had a 72nd. He literally finished dead last after making the cut, but the man made the cut. Like that's all I really need. Six of six is going to be very, very important this week. You're going to need to make the cut. And he's got a great around the green game, and he can do well with his irons. So he showed flashes at the Genesis with a top 20 finish, and then last week he missed the cut on the number or one one behind so um i think he bogeyed like the last two holes to miss the cut last week so his game's in a fine place i mean i'm not taking that in consideration arnold palmer invitational is a very very difficult course so those are the dudes i like i hope uh i mean i think that was 9 10 11 should get you a good feeling on what we are looking for this week i'm hoping that uh I'm going to start, I think, going live on Instagram and um, or just having people on. I'm not really sure, but I want to do like a uh, a group lineup so we can go through a lineup together and kind of pick our plays and have a, you know, have a little stake in the game for the community, um, for the listeners and uh, kind of ride that around and I'll post it on Instagram. But it'd be funny to go live and kind of just walk through and see what people want and see how they go through through the week and see if we make some money. Who knows? Uh, we can maybe take something down and uh, spread the wealth. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, again, appreciate all you listening and hopefully we can win some, uh, win some money this week. And uh, as always, stay groovy. Love you. Bye.